is Sean here. I'm here with Dave again. What's up? I don't know why I keep doing that because you're here every week. I know, but it's good to remind people. It's good to remind people that you're here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Today, we are going to continue our conversation with Lee, who's online. Hello, Lee. How are you doing? Hi, guys. Great to be back. Thanks for having me on again. Ah, it's a pleasure. It's, uh, I'm excited to continue pleasure. this conversation. I love where it's going. Absolutely. We are going to be talking all about entrepreneurship and the benefits, the risks, why people tend to do it, mm. uh, why people f- just bail out of it pretty quickly, actually, after a year. They say that it's something like 7 out of 10 companies fail in the first year. I think it's a higher percentage than that. Yeah, it might well be now. It mm. might well be now. I have no idea. Mm. Um, it's worth <laughs> You just threw that. I just threw a number there. there. <laughs> yeah. I just threw a number. There's that little myth that, there's that myth that flies around. You know, if you make it through your first year in business, you, you're there. Yeah. That's, 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 that's not right. Um, no. It takes longer. Yeah. It, takes it takes a, a lot, lot longer. longer. I, don't I would think say it ever two, stops. two to three years, really. You've well, I'm got... a, I've just hit in three years now mm. at full time entrepreneurship, and I still haven't made it. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> it's still, <laughs> it's still it's there, still, you know. Well, yeah, it's the... still there. It's still, the mountain is still there in front of me. Mm-hmm. Well, this is um, it. I mean, I think I think the the, the thing is, you're you're never going to make it, because what I've learned uh, about being self employed is you have a good day. Or you have a bad day and you think it's not worth it, and then when you have a really good day, you're all constantly thinking, "Oh crap, what's going to go wrong?" <laughs> but but you celebrate the good times, of course. But at any point, oh, I can, I can give you I can give you an example. I can give you an example. Um, so some some reasons beyond my comprehension. Um, sometimes business goes bad; it goes quiet. Yeah. Right? You're doing everything, got the system set up in place, and you're doing the same things every week mm-hmm. to keep the business coming in, working the pipeline. And all of a sudden, it just goes quiet, and you can't sell anything. Can't sell shit, right? Mm, and then the true. next thing, yeah, yeah, the money's coming down and down and down. And you, you really think, Jesus, what am I going to do? And what you have to do is you have to put it up a gear, mm-hmm. and you really, really have to push yourself. And you were saying about being determined. Mm-hmm. You know, if you do want to be an entrepreneur, you do want to run your own little business. Jesus, that's you need drive. You've mm-hmm. got to have some kind of driving force behind you, some reason you're doing it. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's very if true. You're doing it, if you're just doing it as a hobby, or I'm just going to dip my toe in the water, nah, you'll get you'll get blown straight back out, right? Because it won't work. You've well, got to have drive from somewhere, and that comes from from you know men- mentally. Mm. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, just to let people know, we were discussing a few things just before we started recording there. What we're going to get into because we're going to continue with Dave's question from last time. Um, just to to reiterate it, it says I've got a, gr- a current role that he's not totally passionate about. I have a side business slash hobby that generates some income. I've been thinking for a while that I could take my hobby and make it full time. Obviously, there are risks to this, but what made you decide to start your own business? So where we left the conversation, when we're talking about um, the kind of sad circumstance that like, almost forced you, Lee, into it. Mm. Um, Dave, you had a slightly different perspective and the fact of I think you just got pissed off. Well, <laughs> well, I was drawn to the word risk because I, I, I noticed that you used it yourself, Lee, because mm-hmm. um, that's really what led me into going and, and working for myself um, was just the risk disappeared for me personally because I lost five jobs in a row and I mm. felt that the risk of working for just one employer was far greater than me going out and... I guess, spreading my risk by having multiple clients. And I think that's a distinction that I would really like to see in society in general. Mm 
um, become more visible. That this idea that it's not just about having a job, it's about offering your services and then getting rewarded for that. And you know, yeah. your employer is essentially your client. Uh, I think if more people lived in that understanding and that awareness, mm. then they would treat work and opportunities very, very differently. Because in, a, you know, in essence, the, high, yeah. the idea of a job gives a lot of people a false sense of security because you're always... Yeah, you're ultimately, not there's risk in having a job. Exactly. You know, well, this you're, is it. You're, you're, your future is in somebody's, uh, somebody else's hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it can be ripped sales away. Sales department hands. Totally. If they get things wrong, all of a sudden they're making cuts and you've lost a job. Exactly. You know, you hear about this. I hear about it well, that daily because I get people coming to me saying, I've lost my job, Lee. Can you help me, you know, stop my CV out? Mm -hmm. But um, lost my train of thought. I was just thinking about if if you've got a product, you know, this guy was asking about um, he's got he's got a product and he wants to go full time. Mm. Again, a little bit more advice is I don't know how much he's earning. He says it's, it's a hobbyist generating some income. Yeah, you really need that some income to get to the stage where it will pay all your bills. Yeah, you right? see the potential before you drop mm -hmm. out. Because, I mean, if it's half of that at the moment, you can't just drop out of what you're doing now and expect that you're going to get the other half within the next couple of months. It's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. well, it's going it. to take, take years to get out. And also, if you are not, if you're not a natural salesman, right, mm. I don't think running your own business is for you. Mm. If you can't sell something, mm -hmm. right, your business is going to fail. Yeah. To me, probably the, the most important skill, and I've had to learn this, David, Mm -hmm. I've never been taught sales before. Now I went now, like you know, I I discussed why I got into this um, loss of a loss of a, a child, mm -hmm. and it and that drove me. You know, I, I had to make this this business work. Yeah. Now I didn't know nothing about sales. You know, I was dabbling offshore, and I was just letting the systems kind of do it, and work was trickling in, but it wasn't trickling in fast enough. Yeah. And very very quickly, I had to learn how to how to do sales. Mm -hmm. I had a couple of sale car sales friends. So I went and spoke to them. Met, you know, do you want to meet, meet, meet me for a pint? Mm -hmm. So I used my network, my friends, my colleagues awesome. to start picking their brains on what courses they'd done. I didn't go and pay for a load of courses. Mm -hmm. I just asked them, teach me. Yeah. Teach me everything you know as fast as you can. Mm -hmm. And they did. Amazing. Right? Uh, one of them was a door-to-door -door salesman selling um, um, double glazing. And some of the stories he was coming out, and, and I always used to take the take the piss out of him. When, <laughs> you know, when, when he did but the information he had, I didn't know anything about it. There's certain things with sales that if you don't, if you're not taught, uh, you know, you're never going to be able to implement them in your business. Yeah, you don't. Now know I also went to the University of YouTube. Right. YouTube will teach you anything. Yeah. Did not course. know that was a thing. <laughs> I think he's. he's yeah, I know, uh, but like I've never heard that expression. Before. That's true. I haven't yeah. heard about it either. Yeah, the but University of YouTube. Well, yeah. There you yeah. go. YouTube is amazing. YouTube no, is find anything on there. incredible. You find anything on there. Yeah, well, it's really I mean, a search my, engine in its own right now. My, my probably my best tip for sales, if if there is no problem, there's no sale. If somebody mm -hmm. hasn't got a physical pro a, a problem, mm -hmm. right, they're not going to buy something off you. Yeah. Right. It's true. So whatever this guy's product is, it needs to solve a problem. Mm -hmm. Well, this and is it. I mean, if we go on a little bit of a tangent here, I was listening to, well, I was having a conversation with a friend and we were talking about, can you sell something that has absolutely no place in the world for a price that you think is reasonable, 
but you don't actually need it or you don't want it. Can you sell something? And we went, yeah, you could actually, as long as you've got an Alexa. There you are. You have no yeah. physical need for one. Mm. And you you didn't even know you wanted it. Mm-hmm. But then, there you are. You, I've, I've got like two of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. Well, I, 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 every every Friday, mm-hmm. every Friday after work, I go shopping and I, I've usually got one of my little ones in town, my little one's seven. <laughs> and the crap that she wants to buy it doesn't do anything for her, it doesn't are. do anything for me and it's just wasted money but they're, they're low ticket you know really low ticket items mm-hmm. well this is it it's got to be priced right isn't it you wouldn't yeah. pay 200 like, quid like for when you when you've got when you've got your product you've got to know who your ideal i would call this avatar mm. yeah your, who your ideal prospects are who's going to buy this mm-hmm. you know what kind of demographic are they where are they from yep. what problems have they got what pain points have they got mm. but saying that now with with me if I get someone on a call, they're, they're unsure whether they want to buy something off me. Mm-hmm. I just try and get them on a, a quick introductory call mm-hmm. where I can demo my product, yeah. demo myself. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And you've got to be able to sell yourself, you know, because if, if someone's going to buy something off me, they've got to like me yeah. and they've got to trust me. Mm. Well, this and is there, there's, yeah. ways, there's ways of doing that. Mm-hmm. And you'll, you know, if you go walk into a car, a garage, a salesman will come up to you and they're quite good at making you like them and making you trust them. Mm-hmm. And this all comes from neuro linguistic programming. And techniques like that. Mm. Um, I see when I go, we we actually bought a car pretty recently. And when I when I walked into the the car <laughs> the, the the dealership, I instantly disliked everyone like, <laughs> because I because I knew that because um, yeah. I knew that going yeah, in is they're going to try. Yeah. And I went, no, I don't like you. Leave me alone. Well, that's <laughs> the thing, though, you know, because you're a salesman, because you know what they know. Mm. Well, this is it. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. This is true. Exactly. We don't like to feel like we're being. People hate being we're, sold we're to. We're being manipulated. Yeah, people no, hate no, no. being well, sold to. Well, that's what to. it is. It's mm-hmm. manipulation. And now, that's, you, that's it, what I find interesting about NLP because mm-hmm. I had an, a kind of loose interest in it. But then when I delve or delved into it, I found that even NLP experts from, mm. you know, back in the day have even moved away from it because they feel that it's too manipulative now. In the world that we yeah. live in, people under, people have a greater understanding of of sales and sales tactics but it's, it's not only that it's more i think there's more option now mm. you know it's it's far too easy let, let, let's take take for example the car um mm. if you went into a dealership and you said that car i want i want that car and then the guy did all this kind of trickery i'm going to call it um and then you went actually no i won't but it's not too difficult to sit at home and look online and look for the, that car in 10,000 different locations that you could go and buy. Mm. So, mm. yeah, you're right. Manipulation doesn't work as effective anymore because people, it's far too easy to go somewhere else. I, I think I think you can, um, like, on landing pages, and you can do it on LinkedIn. Mm. Mm. If you've got, if you can establish, you've got your product, it, fi- it fixes the problem, right? It's great. You've got a market differentiator. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Then you can, you can decide who you're going to sell it to. And you need to be niche. If you open it up, you become too, too disparate. It's all over the place. Mm-hmm. But if you're niche, you can target niche individuals and you can build your pages or your content, you know, things that you're saying on the telephone or whatever, to be all relevant to the person that's your target audience. So, for instance, David, if they were oil and gas, mm-hmm. right, and I was selling oil and gas CVs, right, I wouldn't, you know, I, I, would, I would make a landing page which had pictures of oil and gas on it. Mm-hmm talked about oil and gas how i was an expert in this and then th- when they land on the page all straight away they're like well this is perfect for me mm-hmm. he's got the industry experience this fits me ideally rather than dealing with someone who's finance mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You can do that with any kind of product. You just need to make sure that all, all the branded material you're using is on point for your audience mm-hmm. and it, that it looks right. Yeah. Now, I, I have, I've rebranded over the years. My first business was called Oil Guru. Um, do you know what? It's not going to sit on the podcast. Oh, it's not there anywhere. Okay. On the wall behind <laughs> me over here, I've got a, a, the old logo of the company. Oh, now, okay. that, was a, that was an oil and gas job board. Yeah. Uh, and it also had a, um, a virtual learning environment on there. So I was selling courses on there. Okay. And yeah. it was a membership kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then another way of monetizing the website, because there's lots of ways of monetizing websites, mm. was to, to, to write CVs on the side of the job board. Mm, because yeah. anyone who's looking at the job board is obviously looking for a job. Yeah. They might be interested in a CV. Yes. So that's how I did that. Mm-hmm. But over the years, Oil Guru went for a transition. The logo changed. To begin with, it looked naff. It looked cheap. It didn't look right. The perceived value was was pennies, mm. right? But uh, I think I ran all over it for eight years. Eight years later, it completely transformed into what looked like um, looked like a brand that could compete with companies like Weatherford and Halliburton. It looked like that. It yeah. wasn't, you know, on the outside. It looked like that, and that's yeah. what that's what the perceived value for me. Then I could charge more money. And what I used to do every year. And again, a way, a way of scaling a business. When I started selling my products, they started at fifty pounds, yeah. right? And I would mm-hmm. do do something, right? And they weren't; they were okay. They did it did what it said on the tin. Mm. The following year, I looked at the, at, at the product and I thought it could be better. I can make improvements here, yeah. and I made improvements, and then I put the money up to seventy-five. Mm. I'm going to make following a year. Noise. You said improvements. <laughs> gonna make a little ding <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and then um first time and then um the, the, and, then, and then you start learning like you said david you know you can go on courses you can mm-hmm. you can watch videos you can join webinars online i mean this is a great sort that the internet is a great source of free shit yeah right basically yeah i i there's a lot of people that sell content in programs um i've nearly been tempted to sign up for some programs actually i have i have done some in the past but I try and steer clear of it because I think I can find that information out for myself by just delving deeper and, and researching. Mm. Now, I, I tend to join a lot of webinars um, from people in, in, in the US and New York. It seems to be happening over there first. California, things happen first. Mm. Like when it comes to IT, when it comes to LinkedIn, digital marketing. So there's certain people that I follow, influencers on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And if they say, whoa, I'm doing a free webinar this week, <laughs> I'm on it. Yeah. Right? I'm on it. I sit in the background. So who who know, specifically do you follow? Who comes to who mind? Yeah. Well, do you know what? There's a there's a good um, on on what you say LinkedIn. Yeah. Off the top of my head, there's there's a, there's a bunch of them. Um, Joe is a good one. There's another. I haven't really got the list. I'm gonna have to, have to come back to you on that one. Not I'll tell you right, what okay. I'll do. I'll come back to your list. Yeah. Of good influences, mm-hmm. and then you can post them on the comments. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put in the show notes. That, um, be awesome. What I I've found is, you find people on LinkedIn. All of a sudden, something will appear in your thread—a video of someone doing mm-hmm. something. Yeah. With me, mm-hmm. there's there's a bunch of sales guys in the US I follow as well. Mm-hmm. Really highly driven, sometimes a bit over energetic, mm-hmm. but the message they deliver is the the message is good. Yeah, well, I'll tell um, you what. One of the guys that I follow that you've just described to a T, uh, Gary V. Yeah, yeah Gary Vee. That's, that's who came to mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gary Vee, he's, he's okay. The, 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 I mean, he's, he's through the roof. Millions and millions of followers. Mm-hmm. There are other people yeah. who are, are like 20,000. Oh, Shay mm-hmm. Robottom's a good one. 
Shay Robom, okay. I don't know. Does videos. I don't know. Okay. Shay, Shay Robom's brilliant. She, you, you want to, you want coaching on how to make videos go viral. She's your woman. Yeah. Okay. Or, or mentoring I've, on how videos go viral. Or mentoring. <laughs> I've been, I've been following her from from the beginning. A lot of these people on 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 there. Awesome. They started, they started from scratch, and all of a sudden, boom, they've just exploded. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's another good guy down in London. Oh. I'm just looking at my LinkedIn at the minute. It's going to come and pop up. SD Rand is a good one. SD, she's always popping videos on there about LinkedIn optimization. SD so Rand. SD Rand, yeah. Okay. Rand. R-A-N-D, Rand. I think. Well, yeah, we'll pop a link into these. Mm. Um, quite interesting, actually. Uh, but what I, what, what I would discuss, I, I want to go back to your point, Dave, about multiple income streams. Mm. Um, you, were, you were saying that it de you've de-risked it by going self-employed which <laughs> goes against the grain of the entire society <laughs> but i think you're right well i think, I think you're right now i think um, we're going in, we're moving in that direction well, this is it. i it's, mean it's kind of got to happen i i spoke i spoke to my my dad um who is of a different generation he believes employment it's safer you get you get a guaranteed income every month and i think for his generation that's right mm -hmm. um but now I think you need to flip that on its head. I, I do. I think you need to be, well, I'm going to use a cliche here. Sorry. Uh, master of your own destiny. Yes. I think you have to be. If you have as much as you can be. Well, this is it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's sort of something that I've been thinking about for a little while and going self-employed. It's, it's something that I'm aiming to and I'm I'm starting to get there. Mm -hmm. um, because what I would like ideally is five different income streams. Mm. Now, the reason I put five is because I can de-risk all of them. Mm -hmm. um, and it gives me the power to walk away from one if I think mm -hmm. it's not going the way I want it to go. Totally, yeah. Um, it's quite it's quite an interesting idea, but it, it's it's the classic case of putting all all your eggs in one basket, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know, and that's the thing. Yeah. It's all well and good having you know being employed, but if that is your only source of income, then that is a huge amount of. Well, risk. this this is what we were talking about, Lee. Um, last last time, um, you called it the golden handcuffs. Yeah. Um, it's like you're saying, once you start earning a certain amount of money in employment, you then buy the big house, you get the, the fancy cars, the, everything's on fire, you've got commitments, and then you're stuck. Mm. I, th I think there's a lesson here to live with what within your means, isn't there? Totally. Yeah, but that's the thing. People often, <laughs> you know, they push yeah. their means, don't they? You learn that, you learn that the hard way. I did. Mm. Yeah, oh, I absolutely. My, my, my classic story of, you know, to get this business off the ground, spent all the savings, yeah. got rid of the cars. I mean, I, I was I was living well to my means, but I was earning some good money offshore. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was working as a project manager for Shell yeah. down in Nigeria. Mm. And David, you know, you know what that sort of income, yeah, you know, the income. That's very decent bring. money. Oh, yeah. That's, and yeah. I, I went from that literally overnight to being an entrepreneur, living off what I'm doing now. Mm. Um, you know, I, I lost 80 percent 80 mm -hmm. of, of that of that money. And all of a sudden. My wife couldn't have the fancy things. The kids couldn't have the fancy mm. things. Mm -hmm. We went, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I haven't had a holiday in three years. Yeah. Because I am driving forward with this business, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to have a holiday until until I can afford it. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not going to I'm not going to jeopardise my business and put anything at risk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will say this though: you do seem to be smiling. Oh no, no. I, do you know? I feel, I feel like a weight has lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. Since, it, yeah, this is really hard. But um, I don't know if you've, you, you you guys follow me on any other platform, but um, paddleboarding is one of my hobbies. Awesome. And literally, I'm looking at my window, 
and I've got two paddle boards in my garden hanging up on the fence there and they're ready, they're ready to go. Amazing. And like after this, I could just go, oh, I'm going paddle boarding. I'm going to go down the beach, go paddle boarding, go on the broads. Amazing. Yeah. And, and I can, I can rearrange my schedule. This is, these are the benefits mm. of running your own business. Yeah. Make your own schedule. Mm -hmm. Someone's not making it for you. Yeah. Right? Well, this is it. If, if there's a school play or something going on, you mm -hmm. can be there. And, yeah. I, and I'm there for all of it. Before I wasn't, I was never there, never there. Yeah. Never, ever there. Because someone was saying, you need to be at work, Lee. But a phone call would come in and say, you need to get halfway around the world tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And that, sad, me, that, that was no way of living for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's lots of industries like that. You'll get yeah, a phone call come in and then you've got to disappear on a flight somewhere. I know. That's where I feel things have to change is because like, even as parents, you know, yeah. I, I firmly believe that the bare minimum you should do as a parent is, is just show up. It's just, oh, it's actually nice just parental advice. Be though. there. I'm going to quote that. Yeah. yeah but you know, that's well, it. I'll give you, David, I'm going to give you a perfect example, right? Mm -hmm. My son, he plays for an under 13s football team. Mm -hmm. The Court and Cobras. Shout out to the Court and Cobras. Yes. Lost, lost every game last season. <laughs> but, uh, but they enjoy they're, it. Uh, they're a new team, brand new team. Do you know what I mean, we're coming into the second season. We're going to do good. Mm -hmm. But, um, at the beginning of the the training the other day they said we're going to do a beep test mm -hmm. and, I, and i said to my, my son knows that I, I used to be in the army and i used to be a physical training instructor yeah he's like dad you used to do that didn't you and i was like yeah so when i got there on on the way to the, the, the football train in the car mm -hmm. i said son we need to get ready for this beep test <laughs> i put i put my ipod well i put my phone on Got the music on, Rocky Rocky Balboa theme. <laughs> yes. We had the music going in the back. My daughter was in the back as well. And I said, we're getting motivated. This is to get us motivated, to get us charged up. And I was like, what do Woodrow's never do? And both of them, you know, they know what to say. We never give up, Dad. We never give up. Awesome. <laughs> we got there and my son was giving up. I don't know if I'm going to beat this guy and this guy. They're really fit, Dad. Well, anyway, 10 minutes later and into the beat test, he, he thrashed everyone. Smashed it. He beat everyone Amazing. by a whole level. And he was competing with himself because I was there and I, I was screaming on the, on the sidewalks, you do not give up, boy, you keep going. I want to stop that. I said, you've got 10 more in you, 10 more. And he did it. And then he did some more. And like you say, don't just turn up and mm -hmm. just be a, a silent parent on the sideline. Motivate your kids. I mean, this is what I do with my clients. I motivate them as well. Yeah. So add that, add that into this coaching yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Definitely. I motivate. Motivation is a, a big thing. Drive yeah. them forward. Mm-hmm. So, 100%. So here What's, it's, uh, for me, just yeah, to, to kind of dip in there, it's it's about showing belief in them yeah. and saying to them, I believe you can do this. Yeah. Oh, I forgot I forgot to mention, I actually did the beat test with him as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, Very but good. David, I didn't want to embarrass the kids, so I did drop out at level six. Uh, good work. <laughs> yeah, I was just... Just for support, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, a bit of support. Yeah, yeah a bit of a red edge. Yeah, oh, I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've done the bleep. That it's, it's really not, hard. Not as fit as I used it's, to be. It's yeah. been a while since I've done that. I've it's finished it before difficult. in the past, but no way now. Mm. Yeah, it's quite, yeah. it's quite tricky. We should mm. have a go. Mm -hmm. Want to try it? I'd be up for it. I'm up. For I challenge you to. Yeah, I challenge yeah. you. Well, I tell you what, I've, I've got an idea that I want to run by you actually later on. So mm -hmm. I've got an idea on that. I'm going to write this down in the beep test. Um, so here, here's my. My thought, uh, you showed me a video a long time ago, Dave. Uh, not a long time ago, a couple months back, actually. Mm -hmm. Remember the video, Start With The End In Mind? Indeed. I, I think that is so well. appropriate for an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. um, figure out where you want to go yeah. and do what you can to get there. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You were mentioning, um, Lee, is you manage your own schedule. Yeah, um, I and I think this is, is a big 
factor as to why people do the self-employed thing is because mm-hmm. they can manage their own schedule. Mm-hmm. But let me, let me ask you a question. Now, wording is, is I've been running through my head and I don't think I've got the wording of it right, but hopefully you can make sense of what I'm going to say is, um, have you found yourself being undisciplined at times? So you've got yeah, work, you know you've occasion- got work there and you think, ah, I'll do it tomorrow. Occasionally that can happen. Mm. Um, you think, well, I'll just put that one off. I'll send the client an email. Blah, blah, blah. Always, you know, if you're going to put anything off, if you're working to deadlines, always, always communicate with your clients. Communication is key, isn't it? It's right. Tell them. If you've got a problem or, or you can't deliver on time, tell them. They'll understand. Mm-hmm. Well, this is um, it. I 99% mean, of the time, they'll understand. Yeah. That's, that's why I said at the start of last episode, my plasters are unliable. Uh, the guy was running 45 minutes late, which almost made me late here. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he had told me, exactly, it wouldn't have been yeah, an issue. Well, yeah, a, a text message, a phone call, um, a quick email. Anything. It doesn't cost anything, does it? No, not really. Well, not it anymore. probably does, but, <laughs> but yeah, um, but not a lot. But no, it's it's, it's interesting you say that actually because I think people look at entrepreneurs, especially very mm-hmm. successful entrepreneurs, and think they never mess up. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, but they, they have to they understand. Well, you know what? If you do mess up, you've you've got to you got to over deliver on yeah. the, on the fix. Yeah, mm-hmm. you do. You yeah, you've got to go that it, one step You've got to over deliver, and then you pull them back on side, and then they'll come back to you. Um, I mean, this this goes into um, referrals. Mm-hmm. and repeat and repeat orders mm-hmm. so if you and, the, and i and i look at this with every one of my my orders that come through bigger fish um you know i will deliver what it says on the tin and more mm. right that little that little and more gives me that competitive edge over all my competitors mm-hmm. because nobody else well i'm sure there are people out there doing it but not everybody does it mm-hmm. you give that little bit of extra you don't charge for it you give it out you give them some free advice um help them out, help solve their problem. And again, this is like in well, in, in the realms of CV writing, mm-hmm. there's a lot of companies out there that will say, oh, we'll write your CV for 50 quid. I don't charge that. I charge a lot, lot more than that mm-hmm. because CVs, you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? They're generic. They don't, they don't land you the job that you want. With me, I've got a very, very, very good success rate of landing my clients' interviews very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. On average... I mean, I've, I've had it as fast as a day. And, you know, I've, I've handed over the documents within a day. Someone's pinged back to me, Lee, I've got, I've got an interview I never even thought I'd, I would get. Awesome. Or companies which, are in, in, companies which are ignoring me before are now getting back to me. I, I seem to have stumbled upon the secret formula for CV writing. I'm going to send you mine. I want to, I want to see what you make of it, yeah. actually, because I work quite hard on it. And mine's, I like to think I it's know. pretty cool. Now, uh, now I'm going to, something else while this is on my mind. As an entrepreneur, this is really, really important. If you do a good job for somebody, mm-hmm. right, get a bloody review. Yeah, exactly. Everyone oh. will write a review because it takes a little bit of time, right? Mm-hmm. But reach out to them, get reviews. Now, I use LinkedIn to get reviews. There's other systems you can use, but I find LinkedIn is a credible source mm-hmm. of someone come, come, to, come to someone's profile and they can read the review and, you know, they believe it. Mm-hmm. But once that goes in the public domain, you can copy it off there and put it on, put it on your website, exactly. put it on your brochure, mm-hmm. put it somewhere else. You know, maybe ask their permission if you're going to put it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and another good place is Google. Make sure you've got some good Google reviews. Mm-hmm. So you, you want that little five mm-hmm. stars next to your name, mm-hmm. you know, on, on the search engine. Yeah. So they're my two go-to places. I know there are others, um, you know, for tradesmen and, and particular niche uh, industries, there's, mm-hmm. there's different ones. Mm-hmm. No, that's it's interesting. So, um, just, that's what just sells the products. That sorry, no, is th- that is what is going to sell 
your shit. That's right? your social <laughs> not, proof. Not often you. Mm-hmm. Proof, proof that you proof. can deliver value. Exactly. Proof that it does what it says it's going to do. Mm-hmm. Well, this is it. I mean, I, I've been, I've been taking, I've, I've made a little list here of things that I think that we've discussed also, that are quite important to being an entrepreneur, and reviews have went to the top of it. Also, with metrics, if you can, if you can, uh, like sometimes, like with me and my product, um, often there aren't results immediately, mm-hmm. right? Someone might go and get, I don't know, five interviews, and then they might land a job a month or two months later. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be later than that. It might be six months later mm. because, you, you know, the recruitment process can be very, very drawn out. Indeed. Well, so what I would do is I, I strategically choose who I'm going to get reviews off. I don't do it with everyone. Mm. If I get – I don't want to be nasty here. If I get if I get a low end tradesman come to me and I write the CV and they do a great job, mm-hmm. right? And they and I do a good job. They land an interview and they're off. That's great. I don't want those kind of reviews on my profile. I want executive ones on my profile. Exactly, I want yeah. engineers, managers, and executives mm-hmm. because they're my target audience. Mm-hmm. So my reviews are also tailored towards my my ideal avatar. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a really I would I would call this now high end, high end sales marketing. Mm-hmm. interesting yeah it, it, it's interesting Sometimes, to see like, how it if evolves. i approach if i if i approach someone and someone says oh can you send me a brochure right i will sometimes go into my brochure because i've got complete control over it mm-hmm. and i will look at the reviews and they'll go oh, they're the wrong industry yeah and i'll pick three from the ah, industry so you and can tailor them. them totally and i will tailor it to the person i'm approaching well, this is why also when when i get someone when i get someone on the blower when i get someone on the zoom call like this or, mm-hmm. or on the telephone mm-hmm. i will usually start introduce myself and I will start the conversation with, how can I help? Tell me about your problem. Mm. Tell me about your problem. Yeah. And then I'll go quiet. Sounds right? very counsellory. I will be, no, I will then be an active listener. And I'm, jump, I, I, I'm jumping in, getting my little word in with you two, button in every now and then. But with the clients, I button it and I listen to them. Mm-hmm. And my response will always, you know, fix whatever their problem is. So my rep- response is not the same every time with everybody that out there. No, you have be. to listen to your clients' problems. Mm-hmm. Um, not it's not one size will fit all. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. I don't. I don't think it ever will be. Um, no. But I, I want to run through this list just to make sure I've got everything um, because we're coming up to, to pretty much the end. Um, and I just I, what we end, what we tend to do towards the end of our episodes is a key takeaway, mm-hmm. um, one piece of advice you would you think that that's the one that I would like people to take away from the episode mm-hmm. and go go ahead and do. And Dave, I hope we've answered your question. I'm not speaking to you now, Dave. Yeah. I'm speaking to Dave, <laughs> the listener. <laughs> uh, I hope we've actually answered the question because there's an awful lot of what I consider to be good advice in here. Mm-hmm. Um, so here, here's the things that I've written down um, and I've put reviews at the top of it, the things that are key to being an entrepreneur, I guess. Yeah, review um, slash social proof. I'll put slash social proof just to make Dave smile. Mm-hmm. Um, Review slash yeah, that's social. What, that's proof. really what's made a difference to my to my business is because I get people land on my profile, and they 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 state to me I've I've seen the reviews in your profile. You mm. you don't need to sell it to me, Leah. Sold already. Mm-hmm. That's true. Exactly. That's true. The other one is uh, branding. Branding. I think branding is incredibly important. Um, you had mentioned actually just just, just a couple of points on branding, mm. right? With, with branding, you know, if you get a logo or whatever, look at the colours you're using in the logo. Look at the colours you're using on your websites because mm. colours evoke different emotions in people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, greens would be used for something environmental. Yeah. You see, blues are more trusting and calm colors. This is why I use blues on a lot of my material. Mm. Um, but also, if you are starting a small business, 
just Google brand guidelines, what brand guidelines are. Mm -hmm. So you can pick three different fonts, you know, like a, a main heading, a subheading, and then the main, and then regular font. Mm. Um, pick some colors, right? And make sure that those get used continuously mm. throughout everything you're putting out there, all totally. your material. Mm -hmm. So what you'll notice with me is if I put an advert out there, it, the adverts are very, very similar. Mm -hmm. The fonts are the same. So people, when they see the fonts, they know it's me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, we've got other ones here. Uh, multiple income streams, which we discussed. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's quite important. Yeah. Um, the more I think the more clients, the better. Um, but when we're talking about how some people get into this game to be for themselves, they don't want to grow it to a national size or they don't want to hire employees. They just want to be themselves. They want to scale up themselves. Yeah, they yeah. just they just want to have the business for them, and then that's that's it. And I mm -hmm. see absolutely nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Um, they do say that you you will hit a limit, you know. Oh, of doing course. doing it yourself, you'll hit a limit. Yeah. Um, what, what's that called? No, no idea. Glass ceiling. The ceiling. You'll yeah. hit the ceiling, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and then and then to go beyond the ceiling, then you need to employ people. However, like I said to you guys, I uh, offline, I I I don't want to employ people. I like being working with myself. I like mm -hmm. dealing with people online. Um, and there are ways of scaling your business, you know, just being on your own. Exactly. There's different things that you can put in place. Like one of my, one of my new plans is to put um, an online course online. Mm. So that will be another, another ah, snap. Uh, revenue exactly. Same here. Own residual income through products, essentially. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you can scale up through a social model, you know, where you've got people who you trust that can you can farm off work to that still generates you, you income without them. you having to employ them. Yeah, you I mean, there's them. loads of ways and means I, to um, scale up. I, you know, when I, when I ran the big job board, Oil Guru, I was getting a lot of traffic coming through that website. Mm. Um, and I monetized it by doing, you know, adverts and selling advert spaces, mm. but the, the affiliate marketing. So affiliate marketing is another area that you can use. Mm -hmm. And that there was, um, there was an IQ test. Um, that there was a company in Israel that was doing this IQ test, uh, like aptitude tests for different, um, engineering positions. Yeah. Okay. And that was ideal for my, my kind of niche. So I popped that on there and I had a lot of people just clicking the link, mm. going to them, paying 50 pounds for this test. Yeah. I would get half of it Amazing. just by advertising on my site. That's awesome. That is really good. Yeah. That is really good. Affiliate marketing. Yeah. I don't I mean I don't do it anymore. I've, I've stepped away from it because mm. I've only got so much time. I've got to concentrate in areas that. No, I well, mean this, this is, is true. Isn't it? Exactly. That actually leads me on yeah. to my next point: um, is learn to say no. Mm. Um, we yeah. were talking about how you, in the first year, you tend to take on everything, mm -hmm. um, but you have to get to a point where you can actually say no to things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, because there was a phrase I think I might have even mentioned on the podcast recently. It's if you're going to, I can't remember where I heard this, but if you are saying yes to something, recognize and think about what you're actually saying no to by saying yes to something else. To something else, because you can only. Mm you've only got so much energy and resources that you can apply to doing all the things. Yeah. And then the yeah, other areas of your business will suffer. Mm -hmm. If you end up taking on some of these things, which are a little bit, yeah, they can make some good money. When mm -hmm. I, mean, I, I had another product, which was a high ticket item. Mm -hmm. I might be selling something for 3000, 4,000 pounds. Mm -hmm. um, and it would take a few weeks to turn around, Yeah, but it was a black hole. Some mm -hmm. there was contracts that needed to be written. Yeah. Um, there was a lot more engagement, and often that black hole would get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And the time that goes into it would then mm -hmm. not be worth what you charged in the first place. Totally. So I find that low ticket items, anything I would say under five hundred pounds, mm -hmm. you can sell them quite quickly, and you can also take payments online quite yeah. quickly. Well, this people is it, are quite yeah. willing to to pay 
up to £500, I would say is about the limit, mm. on a credit or debit card. Yeah. Another, another thing on this payments is make sure you streamline the way you make payments. Yeah. Um, if you send invoices out to people, give us a back payment, transfer it into the bank, you can be waiting, mm -hmm. especially if you've got international clients like I have. Mm -hmm. You're waiting anything up to five working days for the money to clear. Yeah. That then becomes a, a bit of a blocker with doing business and moving on. Mm -hmm. um, what I implemented was, and I've played around with a few systems, um, online payment processes. So you've got PayPal. Mm -hmm. I, used, I used to use PayPal, but I find with PayPal, you hit the limits and then they want to know the insides and outsides of everything about your business. They want yeah. pass copies of passports and things. Um, I then moved over to Stripe. Stripe is a very good um, way of, of, of you taking online credit and debit card payments. Okay, cool. I found with Stripe, they didn't pay out immediately. You have to wait so many days. Mm, okay. I've now moved over to a system called Square Up. Right. Now, Square oh, Up, I've heard of that, yeah. Very, very good. Mm. Um, I, I recommend Square Up. The, the, the support is very good as well. It used to be in the US, but now it's in Ireland. Okay, so you get cool. to speak to someone in Ireland very, very quickly. Mm. They resolve your issues. And you can basically take your money out as, far, as fast as you want, you know, Amazing. within 20 minutes if you're getting paid. Wow, interesting. Um, and use an online, use an online uh, invoicing system. Mm. So you can invoice someone, ping, it goes over to them. Um, a lot of these invoicing systems, they send track emails. So you know if the client has picked it up at the other end, if they've looked at it and totally, what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's so true. So you can kind of judge what's going on with the, with the sale. Mm -hmm. But I, my, my advice is, you know, once you've got someone, you've hooked someone, and you know you're walking them down that little sales path and they've agreed move the money from one bank to another bank as fast as possible there's always that oh um feeling of oh i don't know you know should i should i ask for the money now as an entrepreneur am i ready to ask for that money <laughs> that, that feeling that creeps into the into the stomach yeah i suppose a bit of fight or flight mm -hmm. like having a fight exactly um, Absolutely. and you need to just well and, and another thing about payments you need to qualify people to make sure that they qualify for buying your product. Yeah. For instance, I've got a 400 pound product, right? Somewhere, you know, that might be sold somewhere else for hundred pound, 150, but it's not as good as mine. Mm -hmm. A lot of people can lean towards that. And they, as soon as they see your price prices, they go, Oh, I don't know if I can afford it. Get the prices to them early on. Yeah. Get them ready mm -hmm. for, for, for the money that's going to come at the end. Mm -hmm. Because if they're not ready for that, you've wasted 10, 15 minutes talking about everything when they can't even afford it totally. well this is make true. sure the people you can de you're dealing with you know no this is why i mean there was a discussion on linkedin should you put your your prices on you know on your website should you put your prices on linkedin with me i've got some set packages mm -hmm. and i never used to advertise them because yeah. i thought it was a bad thing to do yeah. but now i do they're at the top of my profile this is my price comparison and they mentioned three times in my profile so people who go there know what to expect so they're yeah. not going to get hit with a bomb Exactly. That's a pretty good idea, actually. Mm -hmm. Pretty good idea. Um, okay, so the, the last one we've got here is um, discipline. You've got to discipline yourself. Of course you do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think that's key in life. doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or not, but mm -hmm. I think it's key in life. Mm -hmm. but that comes from your character. That comes from uh, yeah. your, how you've been brought up, You know who you've worked for, mm -hmm. um, your experiences in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is it. So have we, got, have we got a piece of advice that we haven't discussed Um you know, is there, is there anything that we haven't discussed that you think might be beneficial? Tough one, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. We've covered a lot. So I know, but I've been I've been taking notes and I've thought of one. I've know. thought of one um, okay. that we can all just have if we like, mm. um, because you know, we're, we've discussed pretty much everything else. Mm -hmm. um, the the word I've written down here, and it came it stemmed from the conversation we had about car salesmen, mm. um, and I think 
old school salesmen in general, there there's a general vibe nowadays that we thought they were very untrustworthy. Mm. Old school salesmen. I don't <laughs> mm-hmm. know if that's just me, yeah. uh, but like the likes of window salesmen, car salesmen, um, people that have that tough job. Um, I I tend to distrust everything they say mm-hmm. very quickly. Mm. Um, I don't know why. It's just it's me being cynical, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so the word I've written down here is um, authentic. Yeah. Um, oh be- yeah. Because yeah. because the the consumer now has buying power, and I think it's due to being online. Um, there's so much option out there. If no you're choice. not authentic, you're you're gonna lose, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. Be yourself. Be authentic. Be di- be different. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. And I would also say, like for me, what's coming up is the word service. So like when you were speaking about um, essentially when you're contracting with a new client, when you're you know getting that agreement, when you're getting them to pay, lead them. Uh, you're actually recognize that you're serving them by leading them by te- by essentially telling them what to do make it easy for them and serve yourself as well you know look after yourself make sure that you're happy that you're doing what you love that you know yeah i mean i, I block every weekend yeah my time with family time exactly I do that yeah. As well. yeah exactly time blocking you know pay time yourself blocking. first pay yourself yeah. with time with finances with everything um, but ultimately, I think it all comes down to service. You know, mm. serve yourself well. You'll be able to serve others well. And mm. don't, you know, I guess because looking at things in that way can then take that fear of selling away. It can kind of mm. dissolve it because actually, you're if someone wasn't going to spend the money that they were going to spend on what you do, the value that you provide, which is essentially an investment in themselves, then. I believe statistically they are far less likely to spend it on anything meaningful anyway for the long term. They're more likely to just spend that money on something that's going to be a quick fix, short term, just something that's going to give them some enjoyment in that short term rather than serving their long term goals yeah. and ambitions. I mean, most of my clients say, Jesus, I wish I'd done this 20 years ago mm-hmm. once they yeah. get their, their personal branding material in order. Yeah. But I've, I've got one one point, and I think it's very important. I think we've missed out mm. it, a pipeline, mm. sales pipeline. Yeah. Right. Make sure you keep you now. I don't know if the people out there probably don't know what a pipeline is. So a pipeline is is um, a list of prospects mm-hmm. that are leads. So if you can qualify someone as a lead, maybe they've commented on one of your threads, they've mm-hmm. liked something, follow up with them. Send them a, a, a lead magnet, a guide. Mm-hmm. So what I've got is I've got a free guide, which I send out to people yeah. as a lead magnet to get them interested in what I'm doing. Cool. And then yeah. they go into my pipeline mm-hmm. and I work them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in my pipeline at the minute, I think there's like 19 prospects. Mm-hmm. Now, we talked about, um, you know, sometimes sales can be up and down mm-hmm. and uh, last week I had quite a bad week. It wasn't working out as I wanted it to. Mm. So I went to my pipeline. I had a resource I could go to. Mm-hmm. I had a list of prospects, which were all in, a, in different stages of me nurturing them into buying something. Mm-hmm. And I went to it. And I remember from seven o'clock in the evening till around one o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. I was just sitting in my kitchen on my laptop. Everyone else went, went to bed early. Mm-hmm. And I sat there and I worked my pipeline. I reached mm-hmm. out to everyone in there with different messages depending on where they were at the buying stage. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The next day I woke up, I came down, and guess what had happened? There was already five, I think it was £550 worth of orders come in when I woke up. Amazing. And I thought, magic. Yes. And that's because I've got systems set up to follow through with, with, with prospects. Awesome. And also, and also systems to close. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, when you don't just 
okay, here's your, here's your product, see you later. You don't just mm. do that. Yeah. You close them nicely. You know, you hand it over, you make sure they've got everything that they need. Mm-hmm. You give them a friends and family voucher mm-hmm. that they can use to come back and they can, you know, get a discount. You got to look after people. Definitely. Got to look after advice. people. That is fantastic advice, actually. Right. I, th- I think we've pretty much gone to the end. Um, D- Dave, I think we've answered your question. Well, I'd like to think we have. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, th- there's been some cracking advice and, and some discussions that we've had today. Um, I don't think we've got too much left to add, actually. Nope. No, I think we've covered pretty much everything over the past two episodes. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Lee, for your time. Uh, You're very welcome. Pleasure. Thanks for inviting me on. You're it's welcome, man. No, it's been an absolute awesome. pleasure. Remind us and the audience where uh, we can find you. So, yeah, if, you, if you're interested in, in my personal business branding services, including CV writing, LinkedIn optimization, LinkedIn coaching, mm-hmm. you know, I can teach people how, how they can drive business on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, just search Lee Woodrow, or you can go to my website, which is bigger-fish.co.uk. Amazing. Thanks, right. guys. So what we'll do is we'll pop a link into your website and your LinkedIn profile in case people want to get in touch with you. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. And I'm... I'm I'm definitely going to send you my CV. Just see what you say. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. No, thank you so much, Lee, for your time. Uh, For people who want to answer, ask some questions, please get in touch with us. You can get in touch with Lee. You can get in touch with ourselves. Hello, Mm improvementproject.co.uk. You can find us on all the social medias, except Twitter. Yep. Because we don't know how it works. See ya. (laughs) Yeah. If if there's anyone that wants to connect with me on, on LinkedIn, just, you know, when you send a connection request, mention the podcast yeah. and because yeah. i don't accept every connection request but if you mention the podcast mm-hmm. you've listened to this you know i'll happily accept you into my network definitely Wonderful. likewise no one yeah that's a great idea actually that's mm-hmm. a fantastic idea uh, all right i think we, i think that's pretty much it we should sign off now but again thank you lee thank you everyone for listening um and stay awesome awesome okay. see ya